Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Kansas City jazz trumpeter Chalice O'Neill. We caught up with him recently about his life in jazz, more specifically a show that he performed during the Charlie Parker celebration at the Folly Theater with the great Bobby Watson, Sullivan Fortner, and Devon Pennicott. He talked about his life learning with Bobby and many others at UMKC, along with growing up off of 18 and Vine near the Mutual Musicians Foundation. He's a busy cat. He's got big plans for his future, so please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. Right on, man. Hey, thanks for taking some time out for me today. I appreciate it. Oh, not a problem at all. I appreciate it. So let me go ahead and dive right in here. I'm going to kind of get into your life in jazz and in Kansas City specifically, but the topic of the minute is more specifically the Charlie Parker celebration at the Folly that I caught yet. Talk to me about mm-hmm. how that night felt. Well, it, it, it was a high-energy night. There was a lot going on. Bobby was there, Sullivan, Devon. It was, it was a great night. How did you feel? No, to be honest, I was uh, I was very honored to to perform with them. Um, I never really got a chance to play with Tavon. I, I played with Bobby a bunch of times because I studied at UMKC with him in his uh, conservatory program. But I was really thrilled about the whole night. I mean, I could definitely feel the energy. Uh, I could feel everyone's presence there. And uh, it was just a super fun night to celebrate Charlie Parker and honor what he's done for jazz. And not only Kansas City, but just the whole entire jazz scene like we all kind of come from from charlie parker's style of playing if we wanted to be 100 percent real about that yeah we all we're actually seeds of charlie parker and it's just great to be from kansas city and to be featured on that celebration uh and to von pentecott and Sullivan, they're just incredible performers so i was truly honored and humbled by that experience so let me ask you this what's going on with you lately that was something that happened several weeks back you got any recordings on the horizon what what kind of activity are you involved with Oh, well, what I'm doing right now is just trying to get more performances around town. I'm going to be at the Phoenix September 20th uh, with my group, Vitamin C, and we're just doing uh, some originals and some standards and just just trying to get that sound out. That's mainly what I've been doing. Uh, It's just trying to perform as much as I can. Being born and raised in Kansas City, uh, I'm really fortunate to have opportunities to play at other venues and also be surrounded by great, talented musicians. So uh, basically just trying to get my music out and get my sound out and my voice out. I feel like that's just super important for me right now is just to get my sound out uh, in Kansas City and then who knows what the future may lead to. So let's get to the beginnings of your life. Were you born and raised here in Kansas City? Yeah, I was born and raised in Kansas City, um, kind of in the inner city of Kansas City. So not actually not too far from the Mutual Musicians Foundation and also the Jazz District, like where um, the Blue Room is and the Jazz Museum. So I, I kind of grew up in the inner city, and it was a great experience uh, for me to grow, but I really didn't quite get into music to more of my early teens. And, uh, and music runs in my family, too. So my older brother, Harold O'Neill, is, is a piano player in New York, and he performs very well. And he's definitely been a huge influence to me, and that's what kind of got me into music in my early teens. So why the trumpet, and what were some of your musical influences growing up? Well, to be honest, I didn't want to play the trumpet at first. I was actually pretty upset when, uh, when the teacher said, hey, this is all we have is just the trumpet. And it was actually a cornet, which is a smaller trumpet and it's used for, for classical music. But I really wanted to play the guitar at one point, uh, then that faded away, and the saxophone, and ultimately, I hate to say stuck, but at the time, I felt like I got stuck with the trumpet. And I really didn't start practicing until high school. So I got the trumpet around 11 years old, uh, early middle school. And, yeah, around high school is when I really started to, to believe and realize that this is what I want to do. So what albums did you listen to in the world of jazz that really got you going, that really sunk in? Well, one of my biggest influences is uh, Wynton Marcellus. Uh, when I really got into Wynton, I want to say around 14 or 15 years old in high school, 
uh, that just took me to a whole new place. Uh, obviously, it runs in my family. My oldest brother was really the one that paved the way. He was probably my biggest inspiration at the time. But for a trumpet player, Wynton Marcellus is definitely at the high. And I remember I was listening to one of his earlier albums. Uh, it's called The Black Codes from the Underground. And that album just hit me. Uh, I was super shocked by that album. And that basically just kind of introduced me to, to jazz like that. Talk to me about going to UMKC and furthering your education, studying with Bobby, that whole experience. Well, the thing is, uh, I started school late, actually, because uh, I went to community college for, for quite a few years before I actually got accepted to UMKC. And when I went to UMKC, it was just a huge learning experience. It felt like I kind of started over on the theory side of music, which is what I always felt like I needed. So the experience at UMKC was great. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, I really can't complain about being surrounded by people that want to do the same thing that I want to do and also have uh, a jazz icon like Bobby Watson directing the whole entire program. So... Uh, my UMKC experience was great, and eventually, I mean, I would love to teach in the future, but solely um, performing is what really is on my, my main front right now. But the experience at UMKC is great. I have nothing but respect. It's a first-class organization. The way they operate that school is just, it's just amazing. So I learned quite a, a lot of things at UMKC. What advice has Bobby given you or other instructors that's really sunk in and helped you perform while you perform live and do your thing? Well, one of the biggest things I learned from Bobby is just being able to perform with the crowd, like make sure that you can get them into the music that you're playing. Like, so necessarily, I, I did a, a gig with him a couple of weeks ago in Denver, and I, oh, that was a great show, and I, I was super honored by that and humbled by that. And he would always say, you got to make sure you play to the audience. So sometimes the things that you play, the audience may not be getting into it. you got to kind of see how they're feeling and how they're listening to your style of playing. You know, sometimes you could perform for a dancing audience. Sometimes you could perform for a listening audience, and, that's that. I learned that from Bobby actually recently too, and in, in the past too. And there's other great teachers like Dan Thomas uh, and Stan Kessler, guys like that that really helped me out, and I, I appreciate them. I have nothing but love and respect for them. What do you like the best about Kansas City, being a part of this scene? What What is it that's so alluring? Well, one thing I love about Kansas City not only is that it's a great arts town, and the barbecue is phenomenal. Not only just that, I just feel like it's not too big, it's not too small. It's kind of you can kind of build your own character and find your own lane just because there's a lot of opportunities, but it's not super competitive. I mean, any city you go to, I think musically, is going to be competitive. But one thing about Kansas City, it seems like everyone can find their own kind of lane and, and get their voice out. So, yeah, I would say uh, it's just not too big, not too small. It's just a nice setting. You know, because, like, Chicago, New York, and all those those towns are huge markets. And Kansas City is kind of like a little brother or sister to that. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, the size is what I like about it. You know, being involved with jazz, it's it's kind of like a specialized realm of music. I want to ask you this. Why do you love jazz? I love jazz because I feel like it's the best way that I can express myself and no one else plays like each other, if that makes sense. True, like like we're all inspired by Charlie Parker and John Coltrane and Dizzy Gillespie and hundreds of legends from jazz. But one thing I always appreciate about jazz is that everyone has their own voice. And I think that's really cool about it. And that's why I really dig jazz, that you can express yourself. Sure, if I play trumpet and someone else plays a trumpet and then someone else plays a trumpet, you, we all don't sound alike. We sound like because we play trumpet, but everyone has their own unique voice. And I, I've always been a fan of that, and I appreciate that. So let's say we hook up in about 10 to 15 years from now and talk, and, you know, obviously things are always on the up and up with you. What are you going to want to tell me has happened? What do you want to see happen in your life? Um, that I'm touring. That's, that's one of my biggest goals. I, I want to travel the world and play music. So hopefully if I can get that opportunity, because I feel like I'm getting my feet wet with performing and traveling and playing around different cities. And, yeah, if I could just do that, I would love that. That would that would make me happy. I would, I would feel like that's a success. You know, because we all want to be rich and famous and things like that. But at the end of the day, 
if I could be happy and just travel and perform around town, I, I would be grateful. Let's kind of bask a little bit in the nostalgia of 18 and Vine and obviously growing up next to the Mutual Musicians Foundation, you were close. If you could go back in the heyday of Kansas City and catch somebody performing live, who would you want to see? Jay McShann or uh, a young Aladdin. They're huge impacts in Kansas City. Like they're, like I go to the foundation regularly, so I see their pictures on the wall. I just see the influence that they had, and Jay McShann did wonders for for Kansas City. And he's actually a, a huge icon. So I would love to see that, you know, and and right in front of me, like just live. That would that would be amazing. I wouldn't even have to play. I just want to watch, you know, and just be a fan. Right on. Let me ask you this: Everyone has a version of who you are. Your family, your friends, those that you perform live for, but. When you face the world, what is your perception of who you are? Who do you think you are? Wow, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, I want to say that, I, that I'm genuinely me. Like, I, I want to be me. I want people to see me as being me. I, I don't want to be a cliche guy. I don't want to be like someone else, you know, and even if it requires me to dress different, dress more urban. I just want people to perceive me and look at me and say, hey, that's Talos. That's the way he is. That's how he's not trying to be no one else. He's just being himself. And I think we all feel like that on the inside, but... Yeah, I just want people to look at me and say, hey, you know, that's Chalice. No, like, I want my presence to be felt. Like, if I walk in the room, if someone looks at me, like, I just want that. Right on. So if anybody wants to get your music, where can they get it now or in the in the future? What's what's your plan? Well, I'm, I'm working on getting an a album out for Vitamin C because my, my band just kind of got together about in the early years. And we're working on getting some originals and just an album out. And I'll have a release party for that coming up soon. Uh, definitely with the start of the new year is, is the plan of that. So by 2018, I at least want to have my album out and just, just get my name out. So, But you could always hear me at um, uh, jam sessions around town. I like to go around town and perform, and I'll be at the Phoenix uh, September 20th with my group, Vitamin C. Perfect. Chalice, thank you for taking some time out. I really appreciate it. Joe, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Chalice for his time, his stories, and his music. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.